Stop what you're doing. Stop right now. It's time for episode 148 of the Afternoons with Josh, Ken, and Amanda. A silly look at a serious world. It doesn't matter when you listen, Ken, as long as your wife has left you for physical therapy and the baby, it's just you and baby Rosie. It's always the afternoon. Sorry, but this is gonna, it's tough to do because the baby is always trying to grab the mic. And Oh, did you want to say something? Did you want to do the intro? Did you want to do the intro? No? Oh, yeah, no, you can't have the mic is yuck, yuck. No, no, no. Yeah, so here we are, it's Ken, we're doing it. <laughs> hey! Uh, and we're, uh, we are going, um, what are we doing? We're kind of going, uh, into, uh, I was going to say pre, uh, that, that height of the, uh, pandemic nostalgia of a virtual afternoon. Yes. Yeah. I had to come home today to, uh, you know, help with the baby and all kinds of stuff and not be gone all day. And I was going to try and come back and make it, but Amanda had physical therapy. Today's our last day for the postnatal. And so it's me and Rosie who just wants to talk. She wants to say, hi, Uncle Ken. I miss you. Love you. Rosie. Yeah. Rosie. <laughs> um, I'm looking at, I was, I, 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 Josh, I just want, I need to come out and say it. Okay. I'm, I'm slow. I'm sluggish. I'm really distracted okay. this week, today. Okay. My uh-huh. shirt doesn't fit. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, it, Josh. Okay. Why is that? Today, I, I had a lunch by myself and it oh. cost me $60. What? I what ordered did you buy? $60 worth of food at Don Cucos and Burbank by myself. By yourself? Was there any margaritas involved? Two two captain and diets. Okay, all right. Well, that's that's acceptable. Taquitos, tacos, salsa, beans, rice. Uh-huh. You're really you're really living that weight loss dream. I really hope in the second weigh-in, which is in two weeks, that you are at the exact same weight again. Because I had the gall. <laughs> Last night after a workout, I put on a shirt and I was like, wow, my clothes are starting to fit me a lot better. And Amanda's like, I don't really want to hear it. Okay. I don't want to hear what you have to say about your clothes fitting. Cause obviously, you know, that's a sensitive subject for me. So I don't know why you'd bring that up that your clothes are fitting when mine clearly aren't fitting aren't. that well. And I don't like you talking about it. I was like, oh, okay. Wow. great, awesome. Wow. I mean, yeah. what can you say to that? You can't argue that. No, you, you no. shut up. Mm-hmm. You just shut, shut up. Mouth. Yep. There was there was a point last night where Grace is like, if you wake me up, I don't fall back asleep. And I was like, well, let me teach you how. That, <laughs> that didn't go well, Josh. Hey, how was the uh, forge sorging? Wait, that's wrong. Sword forging. Sword, sword. Let me tell you something. Joe Starr, a screen junkies, former screen junkie superstar, uh, invited yes. Grace and I to celebrate his wife's birthday with some forging. We took yeah. a blacks an intro to blacksmithing class. Okay. And was it like I, a Groupon thing that you had to do? I, I kind of, like, there was like five, six other people. Um, okay. I, I can't fully describe it. There'll be a lot of inside jokes that just won't be funny. It was okay. one of the most unique and interesting things I've ever done. Really? With a horrible instructor who actually was very knowledgeable and good. Shouldn't okay. be teaching anything in her life. <laughs> like, what? Well, quick example. So? Well, you know, it's, it, you know, I'm hammering away and it's real fun. It's therapeutic, Josh. I think you'd yeah. like the heat and hammer. Okay. And Ooh, we're supposed to do a twist, like you get it hot and you put it in a vice and you twist the little metal rod we're uh, okay. designing. And Let she me goes, ask you a question. Yeah. Would Heat and Hammer be our, like, uh, com- like I don't want to say comedic duo, but maybe like a cover band where we're like, we're Hall and Oates, but we're Heat and Hammer? Heat and Hammer, yes. That, okay. it also would spawn its own Netflix uh, buddy cop show. 
Yes. And yeah. then when all that fails, it would be our uh, live uh, male flap and dingling review show. Totally. Eat, eat, eat and hammer. Because I think, honestly, when by the time we get to, like, that age where we could be male dancers, it, it, we're going to be, at a, like, an assisted living male dancer <laughs> kind of a thing. Uh, where we can still move well, but people aren't exactly paying to see us. It's more like yeah. the, the retirement hired us just for entertainment. Yes. It, it, me doing any kind of nude dancing or, or speedo dancing, I'd have to wait to the point where I'm like so off the weight loss challenge that it becomes comical. Correct. Farley like. Correct. Fat man entertaining. And maybe I'm on so much M drive and like that, those Sylvester Stallone drugs that I'm like right. old ripped guy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still saggy, but really ripped. But really ripped. And yeah, like, I, I love yeah. that. Yeah, like Gary Player, but more ripped. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like a, yeah, like a lot of a uh, lot of like like Macho Man in in Spider Man. Bonsa yes. is ready. You shouldn't be like that, Macho. Yeah. Well, rest, I think you know, Ken, you were just you were just in Las Vegas, right? Yeah. Now there are uh, there's obviously they have like a Magic Mike XXL thing now, mm-hmm. and is that making a sound? Is that like is that what what Rosie's doing with the wires? No, 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 okay. we're not hearing okay. nothing. Um, you're being so good. I just I just jinxed myself. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> the uh, they've got the Magic Mike XXL review. They've obviously got Thunder from Down Under. Yeah. I don't understand it. Some of those casinos that are like a little more popular with the older crowd, why they wouldn't have. Like a family-friendly, male-dingling, heat-and-hammer show. The f- absolutely flabulous type of... Oh, <laughs> did you make that up? <laughs> I, did. I might have accidentally stole it from somewhere, but that sounds oh good. Oh, my God, that's good. And I I, 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 was a, I was an AbFab fan back in the day. Great show, but yeah. absolutely fa- flabulous. Where we were at, uh, one of the hotels, uh, it was the Tropic Thunder or whatever show you mentioned. Yeah, Thunder from Down Under. Thunder from... Yeah, we saw... Yeah. We saw the ads. We saw the well, ads. I, when I was living in New York and I was about 30 pounds less than I am right now and wait, working out like two to three hours a day, oh. I was asked by a woman if I would audition for like an all-male review. And I was like, mm, I'm not there yet. Looking yeah. back on it, maybe I should have. Maybe I should have. You know, I don't know. You'd only have to worry about explaining that to Rosie in like 12 years. Correct. Yeah. And that'd be okay. Yeah, yeah. I, I uh, Jennifer Casey says, uh, for those watching or listening on the audio podcast, where we also got the YouTube version, Jennifer Casey says, can you sit Rosie up higher so I can see those chubby, wubby cheeks? There you oh, go. Yes, there she is. There she is. The problem is, is sitting her up higher towards you, towards everybody, is yeah. one, she wants to grab the mic, and sure. two, she wants to grab the computer. And see, now she's like, all right, I've had enough of this sitting I've stuff. I've had enough. <sighs> Love I'm going to go put her in her little Twitter. stand thing. Give me two seconds. Two well, seconds. No, that's going to give me a great opportunity to yeah. remind you all that we have that Kickstarter live and well. As of this moment in time, I'm looking at 126 backers. We are close to, or actually over 30% funded uh, for this goal. We have a $30,000 goal uh, to help us fund the game. When I say help, that makes 500 games. Uh, shipping, processing, uh, making the games, uh, uh, distributing the games, writing the games. That's what that cost covers. Uh, and we cannot thank all of you enough who have supported us. You can go to Kickstarter. We're sending out the links. We're sending out the QR codes. You'll be able to find it, but just the off chance you can't, go to Kickstarter and search Futility, the actual game of living. And uh, to those 126 that have backed it so far, we, we're so happy Tell friends, spread the word. We're not being shy about that. We really want to get this uh, game into your hands and into stores, Josh. 
Absolutely. If you're listening at home, uh, just check out our social medias at Good People GPA, at Josh McCuga, at Ken Napsock, at Riley Around, yeah. at EKKS3, at EBAS Prod on Instagram. We've got the QR codes. We've got links everywhere. You can support it anywhere from $1 up to $500 or or more if you want to do. The, the $500 level is, is my favorite because yeah. you would get your likeness on the box yeah. of the game of futility forever. It's That will be there forever. That's a collector's item. Um, you know, and you could buy it for your friend or like say, hey, for Merry Christmas, uh, 500 bucks. I put your likeness on a game box, which you will get in a few months which after I, Christmas. I would love it if someone's like, what the hell's the GPA? They're yeah. just like, what? <laughs> my game's on, my face is on what game? That'd be great. That'd be great. you the actual game living? I went on Zach Meyer's uh, podcast today, guitarist for the band Shinedown. Nice. And talked all about futility and he was like what where did where did you come up with this and why did you come up with this and i was like i i honestly don't remember quite that well but i think i just pitched it to ken as like i think it's just a board game where it's silliness happens to actual people yeah and you're like oh so like a role-playing game and i was like no not a role-playing game right it's like uh it's just a board game of people right <laughs> right and here we are and here, here we, we are. are from that the little morsel that little seed we're here we're here we're, we're here, here. Rosie Posey, pudding and pie. You're doing so good in that chair. Yeah, she's over in her little bumbo seat. It's yeah. the, it's a lifesaver. That's why I put her outside when she wants to watch me hit golf balls. And what did you call it? It's a bumbo. It's called a bumbo seat. Bumbo, b u m b o. I have yeah. learned so much from you about names of children's things. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yeah. It's dude. It's legendary too because she she loves sitting in it. You can set her on a counter. You can set her on a table. You can set her on a couch, a chair, and it helps her sit up. And it also like she enjoys sitting up and watching you. Yeah. So she like waves her little hands and kicks her little feet, and she gets all excited. Um, she was a little party animal on Tuesday night, and yeah. uh, she uh, she just is the cutest little thing on the planet. Yeah. And she'll probably take a nap here in a little bit. But last night, Ken, the last couple of nights, she's been sleeping pretty well. And I want to jinx it. Don't want to jinx it, Don't but we're doing okay. It. I mean, I'm ready to take a nap. So, Rosie, I feel you. I hear you. Yeah. Lay down, take a nap. She travels well. She's good. She, 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 she's been traveling pretty well. She does well in the car seat. Like, she wakes up. She gets a little fussy, falls back to sleep. Wakes up. Kind of like me. Yeah. Wakes up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Falls you, asleep. Gets a little fussy. You listen to some Yacht Rock, and then she does her thing. And you're driving. I said that as if she was, a, uh, like, a suitcase. She travels well? <laughs> Pack her up? Put her on there? You're, like, oh, knocking it. Like, what is this, an away bag? Oh, this is nice. This has got <laughs> wheels. All right. Um, uh... What uh, I so I cut you off, but I want to hear more about the heat and the hammer. Oh yeah, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. I was, uh, uh, was that you on the chat? Good People Association commented. So you have a story now. Like I didn't type that. Yeah, that was me. Oh okay, I, I was very no, invested in the story. I don't have a sword. With a, it's beginners, okay. so you get two little pieces of metal, and you you know you're gonna mess Are up. Are we not live right now? I'm looking at live. How come I'm not seeing a video live? I, I am I an idiot? I mean, we got 41 people watching. <laughs> so then we must be live. Oh, I mean, there we are. There right, we go. My bad. There MB, you go. MB, 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 MB. Okay. Uh, uh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. So you have a sword. No, you don't have a sword. It's about this big. And, and you're just going to make a hook, right? This is like night school yeah. stuff, right? No swords. Just you're going to make a hook. And uh, I'm banging away. Yeah, giggity. And I'm twisting the metal. And she comes over to me, and she stares at me for, like, a full 20-second beat. And then she just goes, that's the square end, which was the wrong side. But that's the kind of instructor. I can't even really fully capture it, Josh. 
no. It's just, in, at this point, it's just me inside jokes between me, Grace, and Joan Tor. But <laughs> she was the worst best teacher ever. This one guy was, he shows up and he was late. And they gave you explicit instructions. Do not show up late. 15 minutes yeah. early. Guy showed up late. And he comes up to her and he goes, I'm so sorry. I was about 15 minutes late. I missed the beginning. She goes, 30. And walks off. And so he comes over to me halfway. Like, we're working. We're back, working on the project. We got to forge. I sent you that picture. He comes yeah. over to me and goes, I think she's mad at me. She won't tell me what we're doing. <laughs> go, what, do you, what do you mean? This he goes, he goes I'm, I was late, and so she won't tell me what we're doing. I'm just watching you guys and fall and trying to match that. She wouldn't tell him what he had paid the class for. <laughs> like <laughs> She was like, you're late. Anyways. So, where was, was this? Uh, near Dodger Stadium, down like oh. at Water Village in a, like, okay. an industrial warehouse and big, okay. big, giant thing. Anyways, but it, it was really fun. And you kind of get the hang of it. Like you're you're very terrified at first because this like heat is emanating, to, and they like give you you have to wear cotton. You can't your shirt will catch on fire. All these yeah. things. But she was walking around in one glove and shorts, <laughs> and she and, but she had scars on her legs. Oh my god! And we're like, yeah, because you you're, you're dropping metal on um, your bare legs. But yeah, I think you would dig it. I really think I you think would. I would. I mean, it's been my dream to, like, you know, bang steel against an anvil and make a sword. So are you saying, like, you may have to go to a few more classes before you come away with, like, no, no, we, we, eagle claw or raven? Well, yeah, yeah, sword? yeah. We, we came away with the hook, and you twist it and kind of make it like a design, and you make a little yeah. knob to hang things. Uh, yeah. But on the class, there's uh, F uh, you know, FAQs, uh, frequently asked questions, and one of, like, one of the things is, can I make a dagger? And it's like, no, you can't make a dagger. Um, uh, but there's so you can't make weapons. That there's higher classes, and you can pick it up. Okay. We're we were just doing it for fun. There were some people there like actually feeling their oats on like what they want to do. But uh, Josh, you you know me, I yeah. don't hammer well. Yeah, no, uh, uh-uh. that's a, that's not your strength. It's not my strength. Uh, I thought I hammered pretty good, but a couple times okay. she came over and she's like, "You're hitting the wrong side." <laughs> and then she says, "Because um, you have those." Those pliers, right? Yeah, and yeah, you, yeah, and you yeah, pull yeah. it out of the heat, and the thing is bright red. You got to hold this. You know, look, you look like you're in Rivendale making a sword for Aragorn. Totally. Yeah. And she's like, "Your things, you're not holding it tight enough. It's very loose." And I'm like, "Oh, okay." And then she gives us all the advice of like, "Oh, hold it up against your side to brace it." Like, tell me that first. It was that I mean, kind of class. So yeah, she's not exactly a teacher. She's more of a forger yes. than a teacher. But they're like, you don't really go to school to teach. You just kind of you learn that you like swords, and then you need money to keep making swords. So you're like, hey, would you teach the classes to keep making swords? By the way, if you want to learn to podcast, Josh and I are offer classes. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, fifty bucks. We tell you not. We tell you what not to do. Yeah. Okay. We'll, we'll tell you that. What to do? We have no idea. But yeah. What not to do? Yeah. We can. Tell You're you that exactly one. right. She was already pre-pissed at me, thinking I was going to show up at a Ren fair she was at. <laughs> she was like, "You don't belong." I'm like, "I'm not going." She's like, "You don't belong." <laughs> it was fun, but it was really fun. And in the end, she was real nice. We had a great time. I, I, I really think I, I think you would like it. You, I think you'd like to bang that hot metal. Dream scenario: banging hot metal. <laughs> Going all full heat and hammer. I think Rosie would probably enjoy it. Yeah, she's like, "Oh, can I? T- it's bright red. I'll touch that." And then we, she loses. Yeah. Hand. Today, I, uh, I was Ken. I was watching the, uh, the last episode of that Mets documentary, which is Ooh, okay. I'm halfway super, through. Yes. Okay. No, go it's, ahead. It's go ahead. super fun because you know me. I don't know baseball like per se. You and Tom Dagnino do, right. right? I mean, I know about my Pittsburgh Pirates and when they were good, and then. I've since lost touch with a lot of baseball. Obviously, I pay attention. I know who's good and who's bad, but I'm not 
right, right. there in, in 1986. I was four years old. So it was a little, just a little bit before my time before sure. I started caring. And I realized today why I never really paid attention to the New York Mets because that World Series is the one you always hear about because of Buckner. You mm. don't hear a lot about the Mets. You hear more about the Red Sox losing than mm. the Mets winning, at mm. least my psyche, right? In pop culture, yes. Uh, yes, absolutely. Yeah. You're, not, you're not wrong at all. Right. And what you don't, I mean, there it's, it's so well done, but it's also so sad because mm. Doc Gooden... Mm. could have been so good had he not found drugs, yeah. right? Had there been anybody that was trying to be his mentor or somebody teaching him what to do, but that whole clubhouse mm. was just one giant party. They were on speed and beers and, you know, yeah. it was, I mean, if you think like frats did stupid stuff, the New York Mets were doing all of that times 1 million. I mean, they trashed a plane for Christ's sake. Plane. No, everything that's on the plane. Yeah, no, it's, and I've mentioned before the great book, The Bad Guys Won by Jeff Perlman, who is in the dock as, as a talking head. Yeah. Uh, dude, it's fascinating. I, I'm halfway through that dock. And yeah, for me, there's a lot of things where I'm like, yeah, yeah, I remember that. But there's a lot of things where I'm like, ooh, this is uh, through a new lens of, of uh, you know, and Lenny Dykstra is, is. Oof. Not hilarious good. in his own way, but wow. Yes. Uh, no wonder he and Dagnino are friends too, by the way. Um, totally. They're the same person, just less. <laughs> Dykes, I don't know. I mean, they both have very interesting outlooks on the world and they'll tell you about them in yeah. a way that like you don't really understand that well. <laughs> yes. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I'm excited. I watched the first two episodes and uh, I'm going to try to uh, get home, finish some work and watch those tonight though. I've uh, Started doing that thing I do. I started watching that new 9-11 doc on Hulu uh, that came oh, out, no. the One Day in America. Oh. I, oh, I thought it was like the conspiracy one. I was like, no, no I didn't watch that one. Oh, no, okay. and Grace had to finally yell at me to turn it off. Oh, is that good, huh? Well, you know, I just, I, I've i oddly been, you know, we just passed 20 years and it's crazy, but it's like yeah. I've always oddly been obsessed with that, right? It, you know, me we too. all lived it and then and it just yeah. like, as a, as, a, as a former trained first responder, I watch it from just this like, horror but also like oh man what would i have done i can't explain it so i watched the mets doc which the second episode kind of ends on a downswing with gooden and i went straight into that and was like and then i had to go to this birthday forging like i was like crying as i was like hitting metal dude when they show him in the like where he lives now it is so sad right because like he sort of made a comeback with the yankees remember he threw a no hitter with no hitters key key player of the 96 uh, era teams yeah and Strawberry won champ. He won three championships with the with the Yankees, yeah. right? I mean, Came the Mets back. sort of just. Lo- I mean, it, those those teams like that, sort of like you know, like the the Oilers in hockey, right? Right. Um, like the the bad boys kind of era of Detroit. Like only a couple seasons before another dynasty came along and took them out. That was like more responsible, if yeah. you will, because you can't ride that lightning forever. The Mets right? should have won 86, 87, 88, 89. Like, they were built for four or five years. Totally. But you're right, Josh. That's why they did it. They're on the planes. And my guy, Gary Carter, everyone's making fun of him because he's a Jesus boy. He's you. And- I know why you like him. He's you. Thank you. You're, I'd say, gosh darn it, Mookie, are you okay? Yeah. Oh, son of a gun. Like, you and I would have been hugging on the field, psyched about it, but more than likely, I probably would have been somewhere. I'm not Lenny Dykstra, yeah. not Daryl Strawberry or Doc Gooden, but more than likely, I was somewhere in the middle of the plane. I wasn't all the way in the back, but I was definitely, like, yeah. having some beers. I, maybe I wasn't the card gambling, like, yeah. maybe I was, you know who I probably was, dude? I was probably Hernandez. Keith I'm Hernandez. not saying I had the talent, but I was, like, maybe a team leader, come up with some clutch hits, but I wasn't, like, going to a crack dealer's instead of the parade. But, but like... uh 
just smoking that uh, that ciggy in the dugout like that yes. like first shot. Yeah, you would you would have been part of the scum bunch, uh, the the Mets sure. uh, troublemakers. But yeah, yeah. Uh, but you would have been able to go both sides of the plane. Yeah, totally. And I would have yeah. been there like, guys, we can't do that. The airline will be mad at us. <laughs> you are, dude. You are one hundred percent correct. That's exactly <laughs> what you would have been. Uh, uh, like uh, Davey Johnson was like, uh, I'm never going back there. Like the coach was scared of his own players. That's how great those Mets teams were because yeah. they were winning. The coach didn't have to do anything. And they burned out. They burned out. Super chat coming in from Super Trooper. Says, nice. fellow Yinzer here, Pleasant Hills, yes. got the money saved and ready to make the move to Los Angeles. Los Angeles. Nice. Any areas, nice. areas you'd suggest to, to live? Well, I can tell you areas not to live in. Yeah, that's fair. If that if that helps. Kaika, where uh, you live? What city? <laughs> Sherman Oaks. Yeah, no, I don't go there. It's, yeah. It's actually pretty good. Uh, it's pretty good. Don't live in Hollywood. Don't do that. Don't live You're, in Hollywood. You will never. You, the traffic's too bad, and the places are scary at best. Mm, yeah. uh, don't live downtown. Do not do live not, downtown. Do not live downtown. Uh, like Los Feliz Silver Lake is decent, yeah, but still yeah, okay. could be dicey. But watch okay. your six. Watch your six. Watch your six. Yeah. West Hollywood, nice, very expensive. Yeah. Um, any part of that, like, like south of West Hollywood down La Cienega is actually not bad. You could probably find a place to yeah. live. Yeah. You know, like in that, in that, uh, I don't know what you call that. The mid Wilshire area is usually pretty nice. South of Wilshire, but- you're living a good life. South of Wilshire. But listen, if you want to just live the dream, I should have. Ken, you should have been selling me on the Valley so much earlier. Come on. I, I, I am living the dream out here. I, I got a kid. I got a golf net. Move to the Valley. Look, here, here, I, you know, with you personally, I, I don't think I tried to do the tough sell. But with many yeah. other friends, I've always mm. said, grow up and move to the Valley. But with you, yeah. you had a good deal. I had a good I deal. I couldn't I convince you at that point because for you and you alone, that was a good deal. Yes. Not going to lie. You're not wrong. You're um, not wrong. But yes, no. And I'm always joking about the grow up, move to the valley, blah, blah, blah. That's a joke. But but the truth is, it's but just, seriously. it has a bad rep, even nationally, even in pop culture. Ugh, the valley, a lot of movies right. and two days in the valley. But, and don't go northeast valley. I can give you all the Kenny Loves Maps versions of where not sure. to go. Sure. But the valley lets you breathe. Yep, it sure you does. I mean, you... If you want to live west side and be closer to the beach, good luck. You you might have to live in a box. I'll never see can you again. Anything. Well, nobody will ever see you again, and you can't get anywhere. Yeah. No freeways. You got to cross a freeway. It's the worst. I was just tweeting so, uh, Ash uh, Crossing about this. She made a great joke about the the four or five south uh, into the ten uh, ten west. Uh, that's that's no man's land, and and you, you know uh, that's why you move there. We're done. We're done. Yeah, yep. we're done. Yeah, that's friends. Are you okay? Do you want a baba? Rosie. Oh, whoa. Giggity. Giggity. <laughs> I, you can still hear me, right? Yes. And uh, I'll take a, take this time to uh, let people know about our podcast network. Uh, the Afternoons is on its own feed. Uh, check wherever you used to get it. It's still the same. We just transferred the feed over. Casterly Talk. We had a new episode this week. Uh, go ahead and check out Casterly Talk if you want some Game of Thrones, House of the Dragon, and Song of Ice and Fire Talk. We're in the middle of a big rewatch that picks up next week, middle of season three. And then the main feed. If you want to hear some of our main shows in audio form, you can go there. And a brand new show that debuted yesterday uh, from uh, one of, uh, well, two people on the show, one here today. It is uh, Pittsburgh Sports and At, Josh McCougan, the bum. Uh, look yeah, at that the logo. Bum that's, is a legend. that's one of Brian Ward's simplest uh, but yet best yeah. logos. You know, I, I I would be remiss too if I didn't. Okay, hold on. You can't. Please don't <laughs> grab the cords. Please don't grab the cords. Come on. Um, that's right. That's great, the, Rosie. 
the I would be remiss too if I didn't mention how because we mentioned Sebastian and we mentioned all the boys there in Uruguay mm-hmm. they have put together so much work Bruno and Aldo but really the first person to build the futility board graphic wise was our buddy Brian Ward he Brian he Ward? built that original board so many things have sprung out of Brian Ward's imagination I'll no, guarantee you that. Guarantee you that. And shout out to our very first official futility, the Kickstarter uh, supporter, Will McLean in chat. He came in. He came in. I know Ed wanted to get there first, but it was a race, race to the finish, and Will McLean jumped across the finish line there. Uh, Gotta love Will McLean. Do you love Will McLean, Rosie? Oh, yes. (laughs) I love Will McLean. He's great. She sounded, it looked like she was about to be like, yes. Yes. What's Josh? What is the estimation on uh, on average first words? What when are we counting down here? I know it's early. Like a little after a year, supposedly. Okay. She's really starting to make a ton of sounds. A lot of blah blah blahs. And she like spits and she makes her little like little I mean, those things. That's uh, um, that's uh, that's me every night. Uh, Jennifer Casey asks, uh, does she have little teeths yet? No teeths yet. She is teething though. She. She, mm. this dude, so the kids have this, this thing where you basically put ice in like a pot, like you, it's just like an huh. ice sucker. So, oh, okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she, it helps her teeth. So she's just like chewing on ice, but it's through like a popsicle thing. Yeah. It's hilarious. She just chews on it so hard. Okay, ice okay, chips. Okay. Yeah. Oh, look at that. That's, that's the face of a nap. Yeah. To you, I'm going to have to put her down for a nap. Ken, you take this for a hot second. Uh, take talk it. a little bit. Do your thing. You're good at this. Uh, absolutely. Michael Kautzer says, I couldn't remember my damn password. That was how intense the race to be the number one supporter in the afternoons was. Chomp, chomp, chomp. Uh, so, yeah. Ikai, could I, did I answer all of your smithing questions? Because I'm a trained smithy now. I, I want you to go back and build the full sword. I would love to. I was looking at, you know, I, I bought that replica Aragorn sword for Grace when we first started dating. I was looking at it today thinking, the skill it takes to do that. If you look at my hanger, it looks like a witch cursed a piece of metal. That's all. It's twisted. It's kind of twisted one way, broken the other. It, and it, actually, in the end, even the teacher came up to me. And she was like, yeah, it was all right. That's all right. It's good. Uh, so I'm proud, but I, I'll get that sword for you. Should we, should we build a forge in your backyard? I thought about that today. Like, what if I wanted to pick up the ho- hobby? I, I think you have to go to a place. I think you have to go to an official warehouse. It got so hot. And it was like a tiny one. It was like a portable forge. And big tank. And I, I don't like turning on propane. I, I get afraid when when someone's like, oh, I just just uh, just light the just light the uh, just light the pilot. Just I do light the pilot. I can't do it. I, I can't do it. Um, but she did it for us, so it was okay. I haven't seen that. I've seen people like blow glass, like they do that in Christmas, Christmas yeah. in the park in San Jose, which it's perfect when it's like well, it's December quaint. and it's freezing and everyone just huddled around like yeah, heat. it's so quaint. Yeah. Get some hot chocolate, hold some hands. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, it's Heather's hands you're holding. Mm-hmm. Blow some glass. Have you ever have you ever blown some glass, Ikaika? No, I've I saw it a lot at UH. Um, yeah. There's there's like an art like an art part of the the campus and yeah. they always like would be skating by and they have the the doors open and you can yeah. see them blowing glass in there. How what what is it gonna take to get your special lady friend Heather to open up like her uh, like art hubcap studio or something? I don't know. She she needs she needs to just practice more and then she'll get her confidence because her skill is already there. 
Skills there need to, that's the key to life. Confidence. It's like Rosie. Rosie needs uh, needs a nap. She's confident enough to ask for what she needs. We don't ask for what we need much uh, much in life. There, um, Michael Kautzer is encouraging me. He wants me to look up maker spaces. I I can I can say this with confidence. I'm not going to pick it up as a hobby. God did not call me to smithing. I have newfound respect for smiths. I kind of want to take another class. You should do it. Yeah. See if I can go back. I, and you know what? I was going to say a different teacher. No, I'd want the same teacher. Her tough love is inspiring me to try better. And I want to go back maybe and prove that I, I can actually do it, that I've got the right edge, that I'm hammering the right edge. You know? Mm-hmm. This is great. Here. For, the, for some reason, that camera wasn't working on full, so I just made you. Oh, that's fine. Look at this. Look at this a-hole. I could barely fit in this shirt. I, you know... I went into the, the restaurant. I lo- It's Don Cucos in downtown Burbank. And I haven't, you know, I've had the vegan Mexican food lately and everything. You feel a lot better. But I was like, F it. We're going for shredded beef. I'm doing this. I'm doing this. And I, I could have stopped Ikaika at just the four taquitos and the chips and salsa that are complimentary. I kept going. I kept going, Ikaika. I kept doing it. I, I, this, this weight loss challenge, I just, I, I want to succeed. And I haven't been able to work out in a week. The Vegas took that away from me. And this week being, you know, going to Vegas, taking a vacation means you work harder when you come back. Uh, and so I think, I don't know, I'm almost punting the ball, Ikeika. I feel, I feel I'm letting you down. Putting the ball, we still need to do that football challenge to see who can kick the furthest field goal. Oh, yeah, I tap out at 29 yards. I, I guarantee you that I can't We, we, we should just do it. a yeah. field goal that's anywhere near. Like, I think my knee would explode out of my leg. What I think would happen. Not much of a kicker, huh? That's good content right no. there. Good content. Yeah. yeah and then we got to go get surgery on my <laughs> torn my left and or right knee. Yeah. Uh, I'd, I'd be curious. I, I think now I, I maybe 12 yards might be my range. <laughs> <laughs> I like get I get anxiety thinking about mm. planting my left leg and running up to a ball. <laughs> I just. I, every time I would do it, and like I said, I had that silly dream of, well, I can't make the football team. Maybe I can learn to kick. Come on. Yeah. Look at me. Come no, on. Come no. on. Um, so my friend and I, who, who's recently passed away, rest in peace, Gavin, we'd go kick, oh. but we wouldn't, we wouldn't have a holder. We'd put it on a tee. Okay. So my, I, the amount of times I like just stub my toe, Josh, by kicking it straight on, but oh, yeah. too high. Uh-huh. With a yep. hard, not, not not an NFL football, but like a Miami Dolphin two tone football. You know, the, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, I, the two tone one that you had signed on the white. If you could get yeah. somebody to sign it, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I mean, Cooper. how how far do you think you can throw a um, uh, like a vortex football? How far do you think you could throw it? I bet I could hit with some warm up twenty five yards. I'm being said. I was going to say thirty, but that seems stupid. Yeah. I think maybe, I I don't know. Because I feel like I could maybe throw the vortex from, like, the middle of the end zone to maybe the 50. 50 50-yard toss. Are are we talking the whistle vortex? Yes, the whistle vortex. I think I could do 50. You could do 50? A regular football? No, maybe 10. But No, I think think we're selling ourselves short. I think I could throw a football 30 yards. An NFL regulation football? Yes. I got news for you, five yards for me. No way. Your I, shoulder's that bad? It's not the shoulder. It's like a bowling ball. I'm not great at bowling because even when I find the right-sized ball, 
I grip it because I'm afraid I'm going to lose it. And uh, NFL football is kind of big. You know, got to have some mitts yeah. to play. And I'm always afraid that it's too big, so I get in my head about it. I have, I'd have to go to a sports therapist to try. But I, I'm willing to try. I'll probably blow yeah. up my shoulder. I mean, I'm thinking, like, I'm more concerned about my elbow than I am. Yeah, the rotator cuff. Remember right. when I first got the Collider, those three weeks that I enjoyed being there, and Ellis and yes. I would go play catch yes. on the alley? That killed yeah. me. That killed me. And I'd stretch. <laughs> and, you know, we weren't – Ellis and I weren't fucking, you know – Flying, you know, fastballs at each other. We were just like change-ups. Yes, and it yeah, kind of hurt. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'd love to do it though. Hey, I hey. mean, I basically flick a baseball now. I'm just like, yep, that'll get there. Yep. Because if I'm throwing it to my nephew, like I, when we were throw, when I was throwing him pitches, I was just I couldn't throw normal pitches because they were going they were going too high. So I was just like lot like going like straight on bowling them to him basically like at a target. Plus your nephew. And then, yeah. yeah, please nine. Yeah, I'm not like throwing at a high school kid. You but know, even then, nine, yeah, nine, yeah. When I when I coach, I coach nine to twelve year olds, right? Yeah, yeah some nine year olds got it. One twelve year old, when our during our playoff game, a ball was smacked down the left field line, and I look over, and the one kid on the team I didn't want on the field was on his knees stuffing daffodils into his glove. He couldn't See? throw well. No, there you go. Come on, I I don't. I mean, my, I feel like there's a lot of parents out there, right? There's a lot of parents out there that put their kids in sports and then it's just like, he'll be okay. I don't think he's real. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not saying don't put your kids in sports, like have them enjoy themselves, whatever. Yeah, no. I think we, we as parents have to realize early on, it's like, okay, if they're not enjoying it and they're not any good, maybe we just call it. Yes. So, and because I think sports can teach a lot of, things to a lot of people like i think it's a valuable sure. thing and it's not just about competitive sure. like I, I could take discipline and accomplishing goals and I, i'm such a believer in, in the benefits of, of playing sports this yeah. this kid josh we went 18 and 2 mm-hmm. and we were in first place we won okay. we won the little league in a royal grande you valley 20 games in little league yes yeah, oh so i was the, the the manager right and uh okay. Um, they decide, hey, for fun, we don't have an official playoffs, but let's do a playoff and crown a champion. And I was like, I got the best team in the league. Yes. So the four four top teams went in this playoff. We This is like the last, this is the big key. We are starting to get, surprisingly, we are getting our, our ass kicked, but we are in the game. It was like tied. And that's when that ball hit. And you know that feeling, Josh, when you're, you're so close to your dreams and it just doesn't happen, and all you can do is this. I, this is what I, the ball went down, clink, and I look over and there's Matt, uh, the kid on his knees stuffing daffodils into his glove. And I just went like this. Uh, and like, there went my dreams of winning a championship. Yeah. And you know, you didn't win them as a kid. So you want to win yes. them as the coach. I was bad you know as a kid. Mean? Yeah. Yeah. And that was a feeling I, I moved to LA four months later. I think I took that feeling with me. Josh. <laughs> <laughs> I really think I got to clear that mojo. I got to have grace do some sort of spell on me. I didn't yeah. realize it, Joshy. I that was the last big thing I did in my hometown before I moved to LA was get so close to my dream and watch a ball go down left field and a kid on his knees just watches the ball slid past him into the next field for an inside the park grand slam. <laughs> did you did you take yourself out for ice cream afterwards? I oh my god. And I was like, "I right, well, I got to move to LA now." Yep. 
I can I can no longer live this down. It's it's over. I were I, were parents ever concerned? I guess this is before that time because now I feel like if a guy comes to coach little league that doesn't have kids, he's kind of weird. So yes, I was twenty two, and my friend, uh, the same friend who who passed away. Um, and to be blunt, he was kind of an in, he was an individual. He was a weird cat, to be honest with you. But um, we we coached together, um, and I filled out an application, and you have to give an essay why you want to coach. And I I put a heartfelt essay into it, and they brought that up to me, like what you just brought up. Well, we don't normally hire single young men to coach our young boys. <laughs> it's like, come on, which, which sort of makes sense, yeah. although Ken. My, my eighth grade year in Pony League, we had just like an adult volunteer. No kids, no kids yet, no kids yeah. in the league. I think his name was Neil. He was the worst baseball manager of all time, but he needed, we needed people to coach in Pony League. And guess what, Ken? Our team was so stacked, we won the whole thing. Neil See, Merrill had to do nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Nothing. But, here, but here's, they read my essay. And they, they took me at the end of the season, the same group of like adult males who, by the way, now looking back, they were probably 33. And yeah. I thought they were ancient old elders came to me. Okay. You know what they said, Josh? They said, we thought about it. We'd like you to be the president of this division next season. <laughs> and I was like, that's great. I am moving to L.A. in four months to chase my comedy dreams. And they're like, well, there went that goal. And I there's go, that. You basically you were the Billy Bean of Arroyo Grande. Uh, literally, I was oh. playing Moneyball. I was playing Moneyball. Absolutely, there, were. there were, we had. Uh, uh, you don't want to hear these stories. No, I do want to hear these stories. There, Man, this is the stuff that people pay the big bucks for. Because let me tell you something. As I was watching that the, the, Mets, the Mets documentary, yeah. I wasn't paying attention, and Rosie fell over and hit her face off the couch. And Amanda was very upset. She's fine. <laughs> sure, it's fine. Poor Rosie. Nothing, the couch is soft. She just scared herself a little bit, and she started crying. And Amanda's like, "You can't pay more attention to the '86 Mets than your daughter." Oh, and I was Amanda! Like, hey, this is the '86 Mets. This is the one and done wonders in the history of baseball. This is a flash in the pan. It was never seen again or since. This is baseball yeah. history. history. Rosie needs to know. Rosie needs to learn. She needs yes. to know the Buckter reference. She um, really does. No, so it's it's one of my only proud moments in life, Josh. We had a rule in this little league, the double A division. If if the catcher threw back to the pitcher and there was a runner on third, and say the pitcher missed the ball or the throw went crazy, the runner on third could go. All runners could move up, right? There wasn't any like a timeout, like let's help these nine year olds get the basics. There it was like competitive, like score. Yes. So we played this one team. We were the Orioles. We played the Marlins, and three times in that game that happened where they scored because my catcher would miss throw and the pitcher would drop it. So I made them the next practice. I ran a drill. We called it the 33 rule. I said, when there's a runner on third and, the, and there's a missed ball or a pitch ball and the catcher's going to throw back the pitcher, the first baseman has to yell 33 and all players, including the pitcher, move up three steps. And they, they my, my, my players, my first baseman, his name was Bryn, he was embarrassed to do it. And I kept saying, Bryn, you do it, you do it. And we played the Marlins again in a week. And that happened. We threw out a runner at third. After the game, the two coaches came up to me, and they're like, "We want, they go, hey, we need to talk to you. And I said, okay. Uh, I'm so sorry. And they're like, that was the best coaching we've ever seen. That was, the, And I think that got me the presidency and I couldn't accept See, it. See, there you go. So you, you, you bucked the trend, Ken. I was successful, Josh, and then I moved to yes. L.A. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe, maybe what we should do is, like, coach a rosy softball team. Now you're talking. See? Now you're talking. Let's do it. Hell, let's put her on a little league team. 
I, that's what I want. I want her to be like, oh, have you seen that girl play? She's yeah. awesome. Which, by that's, the way, you know, softball, It. Uh, I don't want anyone to think I've taken away. I, I couldn't yeah. swing. I'd cry at facing a, a, a softball pitcher. Um, Those fast pitch softball things, it's insane. Yeah, no, no, no. no. Uh, Jenny Finch, still one of the all-time great athletes in my mind. Um, but, yeah, I'm with you, Josh. Let's put her uh, Let's put her third base on, a, on a, the Little League Steelers or Pittsburgh Stars or something. Well, so we went to see my little niece's soccer game this past weekend, and they were the purple dinos, purple pandas. So, I don't know, something <laughs> like that. I uh, there was that. a girl that was awesome in uh, the Little League World Series. Yeah. I think about it often. When I played, when I was in sixth grade, this was 1987, there was a girl on our team, and I, I don't even remember her name. I look back, and she wasn't great. And she was out there, you know, and she took a lot of heat. She was the only girl in our entire Little League and I, I kicked myself, and I, I wasn't mean to her or anything. I, I'm happy to say that. But, like, I, I look back, and I'm like, what a brave soul. I know, right? And I wish I remembered her name, and I can't find, like, the team photo somewhere. to Look it up. Like, what a brave soul to go totally. back and do that during 1987. All of us snot-nosed boys going, there's a girl on our team. But we, we ended up being protective of her. But I just remember that when she was in right field and a ball came to her and she put her glove down and the ball just stopped and she still was waiting and everyone made fun of her. Oh, no. Yeah, oh, and it's no. like, what are you going to do? But, like, what a yeah. brave soul. Braver than I totally. could ever be. I, I agree, man. There was a girl uh, that played basketball against us. She was awesome. She was this, like, fast little point guard. Her family came in and out of our town so quick, though. I think it was maybe some kind of, like, a military or, like, mm -hmm, working mm -hmm. in a coal mine. I don't know. But she played the one season of basketball. Mm -hmm. She was from – I think she was from Canada, which is yeah. crazy. And she was awesome, and then she was gone. I – you know, I – do you remember there was that, like, the female baseball team? It was, like, the, the – they were, like, the Colorado Silver Bullets Silver, silver Bullets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Remember they got in a fight? I <laughs> Yes, yes. I've always wanted to see them play. I wanted yeah. to see more female baseball. Like, after I watch League of Their Own every time, I'm like, why didn't this league just keep staying around? Why didn't we just have more? If we could have fielded female baseball players in the 40s, you don't think we could field them now? Oh, now it would be it'd be great action. No, it yes. used to be my playground. Um, I want to get back to that. Sorry, Brennan Marr uh, saying, hey, I sent in a Streamlab. I'm signed. I can't get back in a Streamlabs, so I don't know if you if you're in Streamlabs okay. or Brennan just copy paste your message. I promise I'll read it. I apologize. I just no, I just tried to get in and I can't get into Streamlabs. So, um, anyways, yeah, no, Josh, I'm with you on that because uh, uh, I think we're. I think I never. I guess I never thought I'd see the day, even though I was a, I was a fan of Mano Mano Rayom, the first female to play in, 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 in the NHL in '92. Yeah, I just never thought baseball. I'd, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I think yeah. we could see it. Yeah, Ikaika. Hit it. Here's the message. Yeah. In many years' time, when Rosie is the host of the of the GPA, old Uncle Brandon will be sitting in the corner yelling, why in my day will, will there... What? Tell you what, start start <laughs> over. Just uh, yeah, hit it, take hit a it. breath. Take three steps forward. 33! <laughs> Go for when it. When Rosie is the host of the GPA, old Uncle Brandon will be sitting in the corner saying, why in my day... There were only 12 Star Wars movies. Oh, yeah. And there's, uh, there'll be like 29. Yeah. Yeah. Got it. Well, there's only nine, right? Uh, 12, technically. The theatrical oh, right. releases. Yeah, With Rogue One. Solo and, and then um, Clone Wars movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and Wait, then, which one's the Clone Wars movie? We don't talk about it a lot, though I, I like it more now than I ever did before. But, yeah, we don't we don't talk about that one. Is Ewan McGregor in that one? 
Uh, no, no, but James Arnold Taylor. It was, it was anim, animated. Uh, anim, oh, right. animated. The first. It was you know me. basically they took the four first four episodes, and George was like, "I kind of like these. Let's put them in the theater." And everyone was like, "What? <laughs> what?" Um, but there's some great stuff in it, kids. Go listen to okay. Force Center. We dig it deep. The movie's not as bad as you remember. Ken, you remember? You know me in animation. As soon as you say it, you're out. Over top. No, you're I'm out. not out. I just it's over my head. I'm. I don't know. There's, I'm. I'm not a huge fan of of animation as i've said before and it's not for any it's not that i don't recognize the greatness of pixar movies or anything i just i don't connect with it as much and i just have to be honest with that i and i know yeah. other people i remember cal I, I think i've heard kalinowski say that in between answering trivia questions he said something about that too and I, i'm with him on that I, it's nothing against anybody doing them they're very good films for a reason they, they get all the appraised reason i just look at it and go uh, yeah i don't know <laughs> uh, i'd rather see ned Beatty than hear him Making Ned Beatty references now? I mean, come on. Legend. Rest in peace. Yeah. Rest in peace. One Rest of my buds. He was a big, he was a good dude to me. He was always very nice. He was, yeah, that's right. You have all these, because of some of your past jobs, uh, you have some wonderful celebrity interactions. I good do. and bad. I, good Random and ones. bad. Yes. That's what you get for working in the service industry. You got good ones, you got bad ones, you got funny ones, you got ones that last a lifetime. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, one of the coolest nights. I mean, obviously being friends with David Bowie, all that kind of stuff. But, you know, we we're talking about you jerk. Um, <laughs> we we're talking about I mean, Norm Macdonald passing this week was brutal oh, on everybody. Yeah. We should talk about that. I, Norm's we, the best. We, you know, we were talking about it a little bit on the main show yesterday, but mm -hmm. just I mean, I think I know that like you and me. Norm Macdonald was. That's like how we when you think about his comedy, it was it was. He was a renegade, right? More, Without looking or or like sounding like it. Yes, that's an excellent point because there are the legendary renegades, Lenny Bruce, Pryor, Carlin, all those ones that kind of did it. And there's yeah. some great docs out there that. Um, and I'm not necessarily, you know, I'm not. It's not about putting Norm into those categories or not putting him into those categories. Those are legends for a reason. But you're right. There's the Bill Hicks. I'm not a rest in peace, Bill Hicks. I I am not. I've never was a huge Bill Hicks fan. Um, but I get what he did. It, not everything has to be for me for me to understand the the legacy there. But sure. Norm was it. You're actually absolutely right, Josh, because he was so awkward and just did things for himself on SNL, which I love him on SNL. Clearly, like yeah. the Frank. I was watching a compilation of the Frank Stallone bit. You guessed it, <laughs> Frank Stallone. Right? People now we're in 2021, and the you know to remember the the Norm and the passing of Norm. Everyone's yeah. like, oh my god, that's one of my favorite bits. You listen to the crowd on those compilations. It was not a favorite bit for people. Crickets. Yes. Crickets at times. No. And I loved how he would dig into O.J. Simpson any <laughs> chance that he got. Because <laughs> he knew that he was a murderer and he didn't care. <laughs> to the he point where he care. got that, fired. That's a rebel. He got fired yeah. for it. Olmeyer yes. fired him for it. Because he was like O.J. Simpson's buddy. You backed a murderer over a talent like Norm MacDonald. <laughs> like, that's, let's, if we're looking back in the, in the archives of things that stupid studio executives, if you think, if you think entertainment is tough, imagine being Norm MacDonald getting fired to protect a murderer. <laughs> yeah. A murderer. The man murdered two people and got away with it. It might be the biggest, uh, out, like, I don't, what are they, miscarriages of justice <laughs> in the history of America. The man got away with murder. And yeah. Norm Macdonald got fired for it for making jokes on Saturday Night Live, a comedy yeah. program. Yeah. 
Comedy program. Yeah, and I tweeted about it, but my all-time favorite Norm bit, and there's so many to choose from. A lot of people in chat are talking about some of their favorite, the moth joke, and the, his, yes, his talk the show appearances joke. are just, they're just wonderful in their own way. But I've his devil prank bit was the, how I first learned about him. And it was mm -hmm. the bit about, it's a quick bit about, you know, the newspaper uh, guy uh, murders his whole family and says the devil made him do it. Um, uh, which references, that's references uh, of the the Conjuring th uh, 3 movie, uh, blah, blah, blah. You all know the history of that. Um, God, it's so funny. And the punchline being of, of the neighbor pulls off the devil mask and is like, hey, it's... Hey, it's me, Bob. <laughs> Just Norm, uh, you, uh, you got me, Bob. You got me there. Is my face red or what? Uh, I got I got my whole family in a, in a duffel bag over there. Good for you, Bob. <laughs> the best. So good. The no, I said it. I don't think I've said it on the show. Maybe I did, but the Norm McDonald Sports Show should have had twenty-five seasons. He did. That have show yeah. was perfect, and he. He he loved golf, which I loved him for. And when Twitter first was a thing, right? Yeah. He would just live tweet big golf tournaments, oh, and yeah. it wouldn't be funny. It would just be like Tiger on the 13th tee, Tiger in the fairway, Tiger 7-iron, <laughs> Tiger on the green. Like, that was it. That yeah. was his Twitter feed, right? <laughs> I didn't and know so, that. Yeah, and he would just live tweet. Like, he was an actual sports announcer, I guess. He was making zero jokes. Yeah. Right? But he loved golf and he loved talking about golf. Yeah. And then he, when he, uh, when he was doing the the Norm Macdonald Sports Show, which again the monologues, he yeah. edited everything. He had that bit that I think is hysterical. It was called "Oh Google," it's like <laughs> "Oh Google," oh. and he would just write, and then Google would autofill something terribly, yeah, like yeah, really awful, like "Oh Google," and it would always it would always turn into an O.J. Simpson thing, which yeah. was great. His, and he uh, had this. Go ahead. He had this bit where he would he went. Uh, so uh, uh, Charles Schwartzel won the uh, Masters this weekend, and nobody more shocked than Charles Schwartzel. <laughs> so good, oh, man. Just, it's just I mean that SNL era. That's my college era SNL, and you know I was that's when I was starting my radio career, and I got to do some comedy stuff. And if I was just fucking trying to, I'm swearing today. I don't care. Uh, yeah. I I was just trying to be Norm doing Bob Dole, like right. Bab 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 Dole here. Like, yeah. it, it just it was the best, and 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 the Jeopardy stuff. You gotta love the Jeopardy stuff. Oh my god, what Bert he and, and Daryl Hammond turned that into. <laughs> Unbelievable. That's ah, not my name. It's not my it's name. Turd. What do you, what do you think of this? Turd Ferguson. Yeah, yeah. Because it was the most inaccurate impression ever, but it was the most ever, accurate. Ever. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. Yeah, it's a big foam hat. Yeah, <laughs> and just Trebek. Uh, <laughs> so good. I, I, You know, I feel like Norm MacDonald, um, his comedy was at a perfect time when we needed it in our generation. Mm -hmm. And then as people became more and more sensitive, Norm MacDonald was almost like uh, he was phased out unfortunately like his his way of being and everything mm -hmm. was, was phased out and it's and it sucks because he was the irreverence in the face like like i said a renegade but his his irreverence in the face of everybody trying to be so reverent when he knew that they were fake mm -hmm. right like that larry king bit where he's like i'm a super <laughs> closeted homosexual man yeah and larry's like wait what 
what are you revealing on this program? He's like, Larry, shut up. Nothing. Get the joke. I'm saying I'm closeted. Nothing. Yeah. 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 No, I think too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, is is norm for everyone? Uh, maybe not. At, at all points in his career, he clearly wasn't as uh, big in terms of whatever you define success as, which is a weird thing to chase, anyways. But yeah, yeah. I think as as uh, you hear a lot about the stuff and the struggle in comedy, I just I don't think. Uh, you know, he he was not mean spirited about anything, and he wasn't trying no. to rebel. He was just himself, yeah. and and I think that's what's where it continued to work for for, for me at least. Yeah, where other where other where there's some other comics where I'm like they're they're like ah, I am gonna be in this PC culture, and I'm like dude, 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 what are you trying to prove? Yeah. Norm wasn't right. trying to prove a thing. Norm was just Norm. he wasn't no. correct. He yeah. was just. Norm McDonald, and I think it was it was refreshing and magical all at the same time. <laughs> His quote, I never seen it about Bill Maher. <laughs> Do you see that quote going around? No, uh, uh, so they were they put out, but he was uh, a paraphrase of a description of Bill Maher. He's like the most uh, unfunny person I've ever seen call themselves a comic, and you got to sit there on that show with a camera on your face while he does his jokes. And you pretend <laughs> that he's funny, and he just goes on this monologue report. It's just hilarious. Just hilarious. Awesome. Yeah. He just, and you know, you, he was one of those dudes that you wish you were, he was your friend. Cause you, you could imagine oh, the backstage yeah. and, and when he was off stage or when he was probably the exact same, if not just like a nicer human being, he was Canadian for Christ's sake. And <laughs> yeah. he had, you know, he had this joke. Uh, I think it was on, it was either le- one of his last Letterman appearances or it was like his last album maybe where he's like, yeah, my, my grandma's getting old. And, uh, I saw her the other day and she she had this big bruise on her arm. And uh, I said, Grandma, how'd you get that? And she said, the wind. <laughs> See? I love it. See? Oh, oh Norm. Man. I'm going to watch Dirty Work again. I, I've never shied of my uh, sometimes unexplainable love of Dirty Work. Dirty uh, Work is, it's like the, we, like we've talked about, Ken, is we, our taste in movies is not everybody's taste in movie. Yeah, right. right? It's not, we are, we are, I've always been pop radio, right? I don't right. care if everybody was 1998, Norm MacDonald, Dirty Work, 14% on Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> 65% audience score. So a good audience score, meaning everybody that watched it that was, didn't take themselves too seriously and wasn't some silly film critic got the enjoyment out of Dirty Work that they should have. Yeah. Directed by Bob Saget. Uh, yes, I could go. I, I I have to refresh myself on some of the quotes of that movie, but I, I've always because Jim Downey and Fred Wolf, two SNL great uh, writers and yeah. uh, cast members as well there. But that, well, they're the homeless men and like, I, hey, I need you. I pay you a dollar where you go like, go, you know, Fred Wolf gives the whole like we're, we're, we're humans and uh, <laughs> how about two dollars and smash cut to them just screaming and peeing in the hallway. Oh, <laughs> the best. Just so that's, good. And I think it's available on HBO Max is where we can find it. Now. Well, that's what will be on this week after I finish the yeah. Mets doc and the uplifting 9-11 doc, which is it's uplifting in its own way. Did you watch The Looming Tower? That's a good, I mean, it's based uh, on a true story. No, I saw, I, seen, I think I've seen the thumbnail for that. But uh, <laughs> thumbnail for that there. It's, lar- it's larger than a thumb. Um, that's, that's a horrible, it's a thumb. horrible norm. Horrible norm. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, yeah, we could go. And I and I, wa- I came in the office the other day, and you, you and Riley and Ekak had been uh, watching, watching and listening to some norm stuff. I, I'm going to be doing that myself soon. I haven't had a chance to yet, but uh, yeah. man, ah, hey, it's great. You know, time time she marches on, and 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 yeah. you're only here for so long, and it's crazy that he held that battle kind of secret for for ten years. 
Yeah, I know. It's like uh, the Chadwick Boseman kind of a situation. Mm-hmm. You know, he kept it secret and he went about his business and didn't didn't want the outpouring, I guess. I don't know. Um, I saw some quote, uh, maybe, I don't know, something about didn't want to, you know, people, he wanted people to th- laugh when they see him and think not not be brought down, which, yeah, you know, it's, uh, that's, uh, that's everyone's uh, own journey. So he, he did it the yeah. way he wanted to do. And I, I, I love that. I, uh, norm to the end. Norm to the end. I, I really wish, uh, like, I get, like, one more golf tournament of Norm just going, you know, like, <laughs> Tiger lays up. Tiger putts. Tiger in par. Like, if that's all it was, Ken. That's, that's all it was. And it was hilarious. hundreds of tweets in a row. He was just doing it. Hilarious. And I remember one time he was tweeting a golf tournament. And, you know, his really good buddy that was the co-host on that on his podcast digital show, The Norm MacDonald Show. And he had some huge guests on there, which was hysterical. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, all of his SNL buddies, which was awesome. But then he had, like, Jane Fonda, I think, was on it. Oh, yeah. There's that Fonda interview. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Letterman was on it. I mean, awesome. Uh, but... I'm I'm with Adam Egget, who was the head booker at the comedy store for a long yeah. time, uh, and was Norm McDonald's co-host on that, and a really, really good buddy, obviously, close friend. I texted him when Norm passed and I just said, you know, sorry for your loss. And uh I was like, we were watching football, and I was like, Adam, what's the deal with Norm just basically live tweeting, just updating everybody on golf when we could clearly get that from either TV or we don't need it or anything? Yeah. And he's like, He's, he's like, I, to be honest with you, man, I, I've tried to figure out Norm and I and I don't want to. <laughs> and I also am never going to tell him to stop because he finds so much enjoyment of just tweeting nonstop things like that. Yeah. So yeah. that's Norm. That's yeah. Norm. You got to let it lie. Let it lie. Yeah. Tiger on the 13th. Um, <laughs> that's great. <sighs> yeah. Well, uh, we, you know, we shared some less. I don't want to end the show necessarily on a, on a downer, but it's also yeah. celebrating the life and career of Norm. Um, so wonderful stuff. So uh, we'll get ready to start signing out because uh, Rosie, if she's down for a nap, you need to have some free time, Josh. I want to get you oh, out to that. I'm supposed to wake her up again. She's only supposed oh. to take a quick snooze so what? that she doesn't doesn't like fall asleep at 930. And this is just her little evening cat nap, which yes. I would love one of those. I'm, yeah, I'm probably going to do that myself. Uh, so don't forget, folks listening, watching, uh, we uh, are so, so uh, how uh, happy and proud to have our Kickstarter out in the world. We really put a lot of work into this. Josh had a little dream and has uh, led our squad into battle with Sebastian Fila and his team down yeah. there in Uruguay. It is uh, a great little game. You all seen us play it, and we want to make it a reality. You can support yeah. that Kickstarter. If you haven't already, consider it. And look, you know, anything anything works. Hit that QR code. We're, you mm-hmm. know, uh, oh, just in front of my eyes, we got our 128th backer. We're almost, uh, ho- hopefully by the end of the day, we can cross 9,500. Uh, and we, we try to always be transparent here. The, the, the goal, the numbers, is to produce these games, not to get produce Kenny and Azuzu Trooper. It is uh, <laughs> to get this game into the world. And, uh, Josh, we're going we're gonna to make it happen. We're going to make it happen, Ken. Um, the also too, uh, we should tell everybody tomorrow evening we're going to do a like a big stream of Palooza for the Kickstarter. Mm. Ken and I are going to be live on the channel from about 4 p.m. to about 10 p.m. We're going to invite as many people into the studio as we can. We're going to do all kinds of silly stuff, maybe some waxing, maybe a smelling bee, maybe some beer taste testing, maybe um, you know a uh, a little a taco, maybe a taco taste. Ken, I don't know. We we got some ideas. We're going to toss mm. around tomorrow. Uh, Josh, for tomorrow 2:30. Pacific, Jeff Kanata, Patrick Dees, and then on the Positivity Report tomorrow, uh, Elliot Dewberry, my Wild Berries compatriot. Wild Berries. Wild Wild Berries. berries. 
Wild Bear. So that's it. That's the lay of the land. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening on the podcast feed. Don't forget to search for the GPA podcast feed as well and Casterly Talk. All right. For Rosie, for Rosie Posey Pudding Pie and all the last Norm MacDonald gave us over the years, this Thank you, Norm. has been the Afternoons with Josh, Ken, Amanda, and Rosie. A silly look at a serious world. Doesn't matter when you lesson can, as long as your daughter is taking a nap. It's, it's always the afternoon.